Welcome to the Inspiring Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Domisha Campbell, and here we have authentic conversations about womanhood to inspire you to align with your God-given identity and show up as your best self. Now, I know when you press play on this episode, you are wondering, maybe, I don't know, maybe you've heard of this term. I sure didn't. Um, but you're like, what is an emotional vampire? And I'll be honest with you, as I said it before, I did not hear about this term until about, I think, a week or two ago. And I was sitting there, I might have been writing or maybe I was just working or something. And I heard the spirit tell me to do a podcast episode telling you all to beware of emotional vampires. And I had never heard of someone say emotional vampire. But as I was doing a little bit of research for this episode, um, I see that people call narcissists, energy vampires and emotional vampires or even terms called psychic vampires. Um, And emotional vampires are people who suck all of the energy out of you. You know, these are people, like I mentioned, some people associate this with narcissistic um, personality disorder. These people are going to use manipulative tactics to invade your boundaries and decrease your self-worth, your ability to trust yourself and think for yourself. This is extremely dangerous. And I think the reason why I was led to do this episode is because I believe I may have, I may have, I'm not sure, been a victim of this. Um, And this is not to say that somebody who's an emotional vampire, that they're, um, they may be unaware of the way that they are. They may have good intentions. They, you know, they may have never had someone tell them about themselves or be able to stick up to them and, and, and express themselves in a way. So I'm not saying that some or all of these traits are, you know, just cancel somebody out. Use your own discernment. And this is why it's so important to know yourself and know, know your own energy, because when you come into contact with people like that, you'll be able to trust yourself. But, you know, if you don't know yourself and you come in contact with an emotional vampire, oh, you're 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 good enough as grass. Your booty is grass. Okay, (laughs) so I want to give you a few signs about how you would know if you're in contact with the emotional vampire. Your interactions with them make you feel anxious, depressed, depleted or, or you're just tired when you go around these people. For some reason, this is after you leave the conversation, the interaction, this is how you're feeling. That's sign number one. Sign number two is that you may be associated with a multi-emotional vampire is that they are always involved in drama where they're the victim. Every time they come to you, it's about something that someone else did to them, but they will never mention how they played a part in the dysfunction. Now, me, for example, I am not perfect. I am upfront about the things I fall short with. I'm not going to come. I'm never going to come on this podcast and tell y'all everything that goes on in my life. That's not the type of person I am, nor do I. I don't aspire to be that way. But in, in the spirit of 
personal development and personal growth, I will share some things that I fall short of. Like I mentioned recently on the Instagram page is is being impeccable with my word. So if I know I said something to someone to maybe trigger them or to maybe make them feel a certain way that wasn't pleasant, I'm not going to go and tell a story to somebody else. Like, could you believe that this person did this, this, this that, and that to me without me first thinking about And also, not also just thinking about, but also mentioning how I played a role into why they feel the way that they do. Emotional vampires are not going to do that. They're going to blame it on something else. They're going to keep putting the blame on that other person, and they're going to frame the story in which they're the victim, or people are always doing stuff stuff to them. Why? Why are they doing that? Give me a good guess. Why are they doing that? They're doing that because if you think of them as a victim, if you look at them like, oh, wow, somebody's always doing this or always doing that to them, you're going to be like, oh, wow, I need to help this person. They're helpless. Like, look at them. It's all, it's very strategic. People like this, not all, like I said, it, it probably some people who just aren't self aware yet, but people like this are extremely strategic in what they're doing. Do not play around with this, right? Also, everything in this person's life, this is kind of them bringing the drama to you too. Everything in this person's life is negative or an ongoing battle. Every time you talk to them, they have a negative story, a different battle. It just never ends. And that's why it, 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 it can be emotionally draining too. Imagine every time you come around someone and they have something negative to say, it's like, are you a happy person? Like when does something good ever come about in your life? Like, you know, (laughs) and this is not to say, um, you know, we all fall on hard times and everything is not always going to be sweet and cherry in our lives, right? I sure haven't had a perfect life, but like uh, my husband would say, there's always a silver lining. And even if things aren't rosy and cherry, you know, you can you can find the good and stuff, especially if you're not going through like devastating circumstances. It'll be usually with these people, it's just like minor, minor things that they just blow out of proportion. Yeah. And and the goal, like I said, the goal of that is hoping for you to feel bad for them. You offer them your attention and you offer them the, um, the emotional validation that they need. Like, oh, I feel so sorry for you or, you know, or some of them will even say, oh, I don't want anybody to feel bad for me. But oh, do not be tricked by that because they want your help in another way. Okay, if they don't want you to drain you emotionally, you better be looking at how are they looking to uh, drain you financially, spiritually, mentally, emotionally. This is some serious stuff. Number three, their issues are always going to come first and foremost to yours or anyone else's. So you could come to them like, you know, I I really had a bad day today. These people are nine times out of 10 going to flip it back to the, it doesn't matter what the subject is on. They're going to flip it back to them. They're going to make it about them. And even if it's not something that they're going through currently, say you just had a breakup and they'll be like, you know what? I had a breakup 10 years ago, but it didn't break me. And then I ended up and you're like, listen, I would just love for you to just listen to me right now. 
And I understand, and I do this also, where we kind of like, we make, we, we, you'll hear something and you're conversing with a friend or a family member and you will give them an instinct just to know, you know, to encourage them like they're not alone and, and you will tell them a story and, and you know what, what I'm saying. But this is not what I'm talking about here, y'all. This is, this is someone who is going to nine times out of 10, make the situation about them no matter what it is. These people do not have good listening skills. They listen to respond. They don't listen just to listen and actually, you know, validate you or actually listen to what you may be going through. Their number one goal is to make everything about them. Um, and, and that in itself is draining because you, yeah, it's important to know that you're not the only one going through stuff, but you're important too. And I'm pretty sure that sometimes when you go to someone that, and you're talking to them, and you're confiding in them, you're going to want them to just listen, not offer advice, not make it like, okay, the I call it the oppression Olympics to see who's going through it more or who went through more in life. That's not what it's about, especially if this is somebody that you're confiding in. They'll be like, well, you think that's bad? That's a sign. Now, Again, I'm going to keep making a disclaimer. I'm not saying just one of these things you will know, you should know when um, someone is an emotional vampire. Number four is they guilt trip you. They're going to make you feel guilty, especially if you didn't have boundaries in the beginning and then you start to enforce them because you realize that the um the relationship is not mutually beneficial so you may start to enforce some boundaries and then they'll guilt trip you they'll say well i would i would do it for you and while i can't believe someone say will say no to me and you know i i've done this and i've done that and i and it's like listen it could be you're simply saying no because you have another priority and here they are crying and trying to make you feel guilty about it so you could say yes and be back under their control this is all about manipulation this is basically what it comes um, down to they're going to try to guilt trip you so you know I'm gonna go over some solutions and a few about how to prevent people like this from sucking the life out of you but just know if you haven't already implemented the solutions and you already found found yourself in the situation this and you want to keep this person in your life this may be a thing that they try to do number five is that this person is a controller they are trying to dictate every move you make and they try to indirectly or directly have um, some type of say so in what you do. They have an opinion about every single thing and those opinions are facts. So I would go as far to say that these folks do not only have an opinion about everything that you may say or bring up, they also have a solution. They know everything, you know, you should do this or you, why didn't you tell me that? And, oh, you're doing this like controllers and control. This one could be a little bit tricky because depending on how close 
to you this person is or what role they pay in your play in your life it could look like oh well they just care about me that's why they want to know this and that's why they're telling me to do this but if somebody is telling you every move you need to make and you can't make a decision for yourself without feeling like you need to confide in that person that may be a red flag and this is not even an instance of a emotional vampire just in general that somebody may be controlling you intentionally or unintentionally because controlling you know all types of people can be controlling wives can be controlling husbands can be mothers fathers I mean bosses can be controlling where they looking at every single detail that you do and you didn't put a comma or period in the right place and they want to micromanage that it's all about control so of course this is one of the tactics that emotional vampires are going to use because if they cannot control you how are they going to position themselves in a place where they can suck your emotional energy from you you have to and I I heard this in passing is that you have to give somebody permission to control you and I believe in that firmly when I heard it actually but yeah control it that's just five signs that you may be under or in relationship with platonic or romantic or just a, a colleague with somebody who is an emotional vampire now, what are some of the things that you can do to protect yourself from energy vampires? Number one is going to be to know yourself. You know, you got to be self-aware enough to know when somebody else is coming in your space and not only self-aware enough, but trusting yourself. You want to be able to not only know yourself, but trust yourself. You have to be in tune with yourself and on one. Because if you have even a bit of doubt, and I'm talking about, I don't know, I don't know, I'm not going to name out the percentage, but I want you to be at least 90% confident in, 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 in yourself and know yourself. Because if you have even a little bit of doubt for this person to come up in there, because what they're going to do is they're not going to start out the relationship trying to drain your energy. They're going to come in a basket of light. They're going to come looking like everything you ever needed to get to the other side of whatever you desire in that moment. So you have to know yourself. That's number one. How do you get to know yourself? Well, listen, Maybe we'll, I'll do an episode on that for another time. But let's get back to the topic. Um, number two is to guard your heart. I think there's a scripture in, in the Bible and it says guard your, guard your heart for the issues of life flows, flows from it. You have to have discernment that is on one. Because if you just let anybody into your heart, into your home, into the deepest desires of what what is going on that leaves you extremely vulnerable to pray. People know who they can and cannot pray on. They look for the winkest link. They look for people with low self-esteem who don't know themselves, who don't have values, who maybe doesn't have fam- family support or family. These are what these people are looking for to suck the life out of you because it's easier. And if you do have family and, and, and morals, what they do is again, they come as that beacon of light and they slowly begin to, 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 to build those things out, you know? So they, they may isolate you from your family or, or may come in between the relationships you built with your family members, you know, all of these things. So you have to guard your heart 
All right. Number three is you need to be confident and assertive. That goes back to creating um, strong boundaries. How are you going to tell this person no if you're not confident and assertive? And saying no, this is specifically for my ladies listening to this. Um, this doesn't mean you have to be nasty and rude and belligerent and la- loud. No, it doesn't mean that. You can say something as simple as that. Like, you know, I really wish I could do that for you right now. But um, if I do that, I wouldn't be able to tend to some of my other uh, responsibilities. Simple as that, period, dot. You don't even need to that. And if you just a simpler response is, I'm sorry, I can't, or not even, I'm sorry, I can't do that right now. You don't have to apologize for what you literally cannot do. You can say, I I can't do that right now. Um, If it's somebody who every time you go to them, you know that they're, they're maybe not an emotional vampire, but say you're listening to this and you always go to somebody and they're always trying to give you advice about something. What you can say is, hey, look, I really value your advice. I just really need to work through this, through this myself. I would appreciate if you could just listen straight like that. I mean, I know it sounds, and this is coming from me too. Sometimes I can struggle with my words, especially um, in the moment. But this is something that you can say to someone. And if someone hears that, if they're an emotional vampire, you know, they're probably not going to like that, especially if, if you've been letting them just have their way this whole time. But if they're a reasonable person and they just only have a few of these things and no one has ever pointed it out, they'll say, oh, yeah, for sure. You know, I love you and I want you to be in my life. Of course I can do that for you. That'll also be another um, a sign for you to tell whether or not someone is emotional vampire. Number four is going to be listen to your body and your intuition. So many times our bodies will give us signs, especially as women, will give us a feeling. We'll, we'll have a dream. Something just feels off and, you know, you just can't explain it. But you say, you know what, maybe it's me. Maybe no one else is having this issue. You know, maybe it's me. Um, you know, I know I had that dream and it was kind of weird, but no, maybe it's me. Listen to your body. What is your body telling you when you interact with this person? How do you feel afterwards? Are you tired and depleted like you just ran a marathon? Explore that. Why is that? And, you know, maybe it is you, but also maybe it's not you. And maybe, maybe, you know, some people will be like, you know, some friendships are are not for everyone. Some people you just aren't going to clash with and that's okay. So everyone else may be cool with this. And for some reason you're not. That's all right. You know, you have to do that. Another thing you can do, I want you to do is stick to the facts. Because with emotional vampires, uh, they have you anxious, nervous, and depleted. So you are already kind of exhausted, right? So (laughs) to them... If you come to them with feelings, they could easily debunk that, right? You want to come to them with the facts. What are the facts of this situation? How is what they're doing have an impact on you directly? What's going on? Because without that, they can just have you spiraling and and spiraling and spiraling. And they're looking at you like you've lost it, but you know what you're feeling 
isn't off, but you can't even articulate it. This is specifically for those of you who cannot articulate your thoughts as easily, especially when you're going through emotions. Um, That is me, right? I couldn't get to the, I could say, oh, that felt hypocritical, but is that really the feeling behind it? Like I'm so professional sometimes and, and I can't even get to like an emotion, but that's another episode for another time. Yeah. So that's number, what was that? Number four, listen to your body. Oh, number four was listen to your body. Number five was to stick to the facts. Number six is going to be take a break. Um, if you can just take a break from this person a week or two or a month, if you can, and see how it goes. If you even can, depending on how much this person depends on you, your livelihood, your energy, what you bring to the table, because with an energy vampire, you all, it's, um, it's not that the, the relationship is imbalanced. They're nine times out of 10, they're not reciprocating the same amount of energy that they're sucking from you. They actually need your energy to survive. You know what I mean? They are not going to, you're going above and beyond. You're doing this, this, and that for them. And they're giving you like a half of it. You made them a whole pie. And for your birthday, they gave you a half of a slice of pie. You know, and we're not getting really paid like that, but this is an example. And it could be with other things too. You're just going and going and going. You couldn't even call them if you needed $25. So, you know, that's that. And the last one, but certainly not least, cut them off. If, if, you know, if this is not someone you have to have in your life, like you really do not have to have them in your life, I would say just completely cut them out. And I would say use this as a last resort. Maybe try a few of the other things like boundaries and expressing what you need and all of these things from them and how their behaviors are making you feel. But if none of that changes, I would say go ahead and, you know, just just cut them out of your life because sometimes that's the best thing to do. Um, and that's that. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you got to the end, I would love if you could take a screenshot of wherever you're listening to this episode at and post a screenshot to your Instagram story so that your friends and family can find this podcast. I'll catch you on the next one. Peace.